Scott Jennings, and today we're talking about From Me to You, Things I've Learned as a Professional. Executive Summary. So this article is some advice that I've gleaned in life, some lessons, some anecdotes. Here's some lessons to apply to both home and work. My resume. I'm 49, knocking on the door to 50. I'm not young anymore, but I'm not too old yet either. It could be argued that 49-year-olds are in the prime of their lives. Of course, um, I'm a little bit biased, 49, getting older, but I've been a lot of there. I've done a lot of that, and all that being said, my marble is still intact, and uh, here are some things I've learned about people and how to apply those observations to life, and especially in this case, to business. Number one, not in any particular order, really. Thought about putting them in order, but didn't. Lower your expectations. I can't really tell you who, but I can tell you someone very close to me said this in the context of marriage. Scott, first thing you do in a marriage, lower your expectations. That being the expectations of your partner to do the things to, you know, make you happy, I guess. But anyway, lower your expectations. In work, it's going to lower your blood pressure, and you're always going to know what behavior end product to expect from the person who's doing work for you. I had an employee that I, I coached about talking less because every single call took 24 minutes. I've got four. Actually, I've got one. But 24 minutes every day was something I couldn't do. Uh, I just eventually decided to, anytime this person called, to block out 24 minutes because that's what it was going to be every time. Lower your expectations that he or she's actually going to get it that, hey man, you talk too much. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Did you check references on that new employee? If you did check the references and you called the employer who this person worked for before and you got a uh, 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 type answer, eh, maybe that's indicating something. And maybe the things you heard on the street are indicating something. I did that and that was pretty much my story. And what ended up happening was uh, she ended up coming to work smelling like alcohol missing various Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Mondays at 9 o'clock for different items of work in her personal life, of events in her personal life. And then she eventually left and sued for sexual harassment. No one does it as good as you. I'm not saying I'm the best guy at doing all of the things in my business, but I will tell you that, generally speaking, the people that you hire aren't going to do the task to the level of detail you want or exactly how you want it. Some of it's subjective, some of it's objective. But at the end of the day, you're going to find out two things. You're really going to get someone to do something as well as you do, as good as you do. And secondly, you're not going to get someone who cares as much about it as you do. I love that saying of, oh, I treat this money as my own. That's not true. It's not their money if you own the business. And at the end of the day, it's not getting... You know, treated as uh, as their own money. I, I have the same thing with my own clients. You know, I never say to my clients, I'm treating this money as my own, because it's not, because I don't, because I don't own the company. I have owned companies, and that is completely a different level. Treating the money as your own when it is, you're living and dying by it, or just coming in and, and actually helping a client. They're different. Trust your gut. There's probably a statistic out there, but I'd say that four out of five times when my gut tells me one thing, it's right, maybe even more. So I would say, generally speaking, always trust your gut. Otherwise, you're going to go through living out your lack of decision or your poor decision with anxiety and trepidation. No good deed goes unpunished, and don't expect a thank you. 
You may have helped a coworker or a business partner by not exposing their mistake. You may have had a miraculous day at work serving your client. You should proceed with these air quotes gestures with no expectations of reciprocal behavior, you know, in a thank you in the case of you protecting your partner. And secondly, no deed goes unpunished and don't expect a thank you. You may have helped a coworker or a business partner by not exposing their mistake, or you may have had a miraculous day in serving your client. Proceed with these, you know, air quotes, gestures with no expectations of reciprocal behavior in the first case, you know, as, as far as them protecting you in the future when they have the chance. And then secondly, don't expect a thank you. You're doing a job, you're getting paid for it, and that is your job. It's nice when you have a miraculous day for the client to say, man, you kicked some butt today. Don't be waiting on it. Nice to get them, and you should be thankful when you do. You ought to go off and read the story about the turtle and the scorpion. If you've never heard about it, Google it. You're the turtle here. Be likable. I'm having a great career. I've had a great career. I was project manager of a huge job You know, at the age of 30. And then I went on to be a senior vice president of a multi-billion dollar company at the age of 34. Why? I wasn't the smartest guy. I was an average student, but I was coachable, likable, did what the boss wanted me to do without sucking up. I just was easy to be with, likable, hardworking, and smart. I wasn't a pushover, but at the end of the day, be likable. People like to promote people that they enjoy being around. Over-communicate and be clear. Don't feel bad about insulting your client with your oversimplicity in communication. Better to be overly simple than too confusing or vague. Be careful with the pronouns. A she, a they, a he. Well, who? Which one? Use a company name. Use an actual name of a person. Be clear. I don't care what business you're in. Construction, selling donuts, whatever it is. Communication comprises probably three quarters of all the issues in any company. Someone didn't say something clearly and the wrong thing got done or was misunderstood. Keep it tight. Be succinct. Can you say something in six words rather than four sentences? Well, then do it. Most people don't want to hear you talk for four sentences. They've got other things to do. Be David Putty. You remember him from Seinfeld? If you don't, go Google it. If you've never watched Seinfeld or you don't know who David Putty is, uh, that should be you to a certain degree. Proofread. Even the best writers make mistakes, and an unchecked document ends up sending an inaccurate message or just plain old looks bad. Have someone check your work. Hopefully, I was able to get this checked before I actually pushed it out to you. I normally get get everything proofread every time I write something. Hopefully, this one got proofread on the way out the door, too. Listen. Talk when it's your turn to talk, and then listen the rest of the time. You should try listening most of the time. That's probably what you should be doing, unless you're an attorney and you need to be talking over the other party in order to, to you know, win the verbal battle, at the end of the day, don't talk over people. It's rude and it doesn't allow the other party to finish a thought. Listen, let them finish their thought, and then you talk. And hopefully they're doing the same for you. Last one here is understand your audience. For whom are you performing this service or providing this product? You know how every time I do one of these, I, I start with an executive summary? It's not because I learned that in some textbook. It's because most of the people who listen to this podcast or who read these articles only have about 30 seconds. They can read the executive summary in 30 seconds. If they want to spend six and a half minutes or four and a half minutes listening to me talk, they can, or they can read the article. Otherwise, there's the executive summary. You can read it and make a decision. 
I do that oftentimes with our analysis and the work we do. I have an executive summary, which the reader can do in less than a minute. And then if you want to read all the details, there's one to ten pages behind it, providing all the quantitative analysis on how we came to a decision. My story. Well, this was a list of things that bounced out of my brain in about 30 minutes. If only one of them helps you, hey, that's great. I would say if I had to say one thing, if I had one overarching piece of advice, it would be to surround yourself with people you like. Perhaps it's a luxury of mine. I'm 49 and I have my own business and can do whatever I want. But you can also join companies who just have people which are fun, easy to be around, and smart. That's what I would encourage you to do. Life's too short to surround yourself with assholes. That's pretty much what life boils down to. Enjoy your life. Work hard. Hope you enjoyed this. Work safe. We'll be right back.